Welcome to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Audrey Baria and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Baria. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron. We're delighted to have you with us. We come to you every week with a variety of topics that affect the medical conditions of both patients and their families. We talk about anything under the sun, and we're going to have an interesting conversation about how you can control not only your weight and your nutrition, but why that's important. Dr. Audrey Bari is with us. She is our co-host on Docs in a Pod. Dr. Bari is Medical Director for WellMed Medical Management. She's been part of the WellMed family for seven years, just recently celebrated, in fact, her seven-year anniversary. She's currently a provider at the WellMed at Ninth Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida. And Dr. Baria uh, has chosen her field of medicine because of the influence of her uncle and others. Uh, she attended Ross University School of Medicine in Portsmouth, Dominica, where she earned her medical degree, completed her residency and an OBGYN fellowship at St. Mary Hospital in Hoboken, New Jersey. Dr. Bari is board certified in family medicine, which she absolutely loves. She loves to travel as well when she's not hanging out uh, with her dogs and husband and kids. Dr. Bari, it's great to see you again. Nice to be here, Ron. Good to see you as well. Well, as we approach the holiday season, uh, Thanksgiving just happened. We're moving in uh, to a time of year when Boy, every treat you can imagine is spread out before you, and we're going to talk about health, nutrition, and diet. Uh, I'm sure that's something you talk with your patients about from time to time. I do, Ron. This is something that is very near and dear to my heart because I have a subset of patients that love to indulge, shall we say, uh, especially around the holidays, and they use that as an excuse. So Dr. Matten, I'm sure, would be more than happy to fill us in on her tips and tricks. Well, let's introduce her. Dr. Parsimantine is with WellMed at Ingram in San Antonio. She earned her medical degree from St. George University School of Medicine in True Blue Granada. She completed her residency at the University of Texas Medical Branch at Galveston, Texas. And it is great to have you on, Dr. Mateen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So going to um, medical school in Granada, how did you avoid spending all your time on the beach rather than studying? Um, I was really lucky that I saw the beach views every time I walked to class. So it didn't feel like I was not on a vacation. But then every time a quiz ended or every time a test ended, we all took the bus to the actual beach. That's funny. Yeah. And so it was a great place to go to school, I gather. Yeah, it was really beautiful. I, I don't appreciate it at the time because we were studying all the time. But now that it's been seven years out, um, my friends and I, we do miss it. We're like, we actually studied on an island. Interesting. So talk to me a little bit about uh, human beings and food. Because uh, if we ever get to the point like the astronauts where you're really eating out of a pouch and a pill, uh, it, it might solve the problem of overeating. Yeah. You know, the relationship with food, I think it varies from everyone, right? I mean, I'm the type of person that food is my love language. I love to cook. I love to eat. I love to host. 
Um, I have patients who are always worried around holiday times, especially the ones that are like, oh man, my A1C is controlled or it's not controlled. Usually the uncontrolled ones around this year are like, I know I have to work on the holidays, but then there's family and everybody cooks good food. And how do I even control that? And so my tip is really everything in moderation. I don't really believe in just like a hard, strict diet because people love to eat and to take away that thing that they love. It's a very hard lifestyle to live by. Now, you mentioned A1C. Uh, For those who who don't know, uh, that is a blood test that uh, can give you a pretty good measure uh, of how you're doing versus diabetes. Yes, Rob, that's hemoglobin A1C is one of the metrics that we use to see how well controlled a diabetic is. Um, And for Dr. Mateen, I was going to say that patients are very finicky. Uh, If you tell them not to do something, that's the first thing they're going to run out and do. And that's human nature, right? So if I ever tell a diabetic, no, you absolutely cannot have any type of sugar. They're going to leave my office and stop off at the nearest convenience store and buy a bag of chocolate. So I don't say that. And like you, I do tell my patients to do everything in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I feel like you should still have a healthy relationship with food, mm-hmm. still be able to enjoy what you eat at times. And then, you know, and still be able to have a healthy lifestyle. I like to give them like the 80-20% rule. I'm like 80% of the week, pick your days, Monday through Friday, try to eat healthier. And then on the weekend, pick a day that you don't want to be as healthy and don't feel guilty about it. Because guess what? Back Monday starts, you're going to be healthy again. Stay with us a minute. I want to let folks who may have just joined us know you're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Some of you may also be listening to us on the radio, and we appreciate all of you being with us on Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria, and we were t- talking about food and nutrition and health. Dr. Parsa Mateen, who's with WellMed at Ingram in San Antonio, uh, is our special guest today. And Dr. Mateen, uh, let, let's talk about the holiday season. And, and one of the little teases uh, is don't take that extra piece of pie. Say no. Well, what can one extra slice of pie hurt you with? It, it, it It's not going to do much other than you're going to enjoy eating it. Why worry about it? You know, <laughs> It's hard to say no to that extra piece of pie during the holidays. It really is. Uh, I would really say that if you, like I said, back in moderation, if you really want to take that extra piece of pie on that one holiday day, I think it's fine. But it's really, I'm more concerned about the leftovers. Are you going to eat that extra pie the next day and the next day after that and the next day after that? And I think that's when it becomes more concerning than the one day you decide to splurge it's eating that extra piece of pie for the next three days is the problem that's how i feel well you mentioned the 80 20 uh guideline uh can you go through that again for folks uh who who may have let it slip by Uh, you're not saying as dr barry and and you have said dr mateen say no to everything uh, but Mm -hmm. you are saying eat in moderation yeah. So, usually so walk me I, through the 80-40. Yeah. So usually I describe it as 
Um, I always talk about like, look at your plate, circle plate, divide it in fours. One quarter should be any kind of carb, whether it's your potatoes, rice, noodles, bread, preferably unprocessed, preferably whole grain. Then your other half of the plate should be your vegetables. And then your other quarter should be a healthy lean protein, whether that's chicken, fish, eggs, beans, chickpeas, something. And usually I recommend that kind of process for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then say you do that Monday through Friday, then you pick a day that you don't follow that rule. So for, and it could be the whole day. Probably not every single meal, but I try to be flexible depending on how difficult it is for patients to, you know, follow a healthy lifestyle. So I try to be easy on them. Like pick one day. That's your day you can go grab the donut. That's the day you can go grab your burger or your French fries. And you're not going to stress about it because come Sunday or Monday, you're going to go back to eating healthy. So I try to say, like, give yourself a treat so you have something to look forward to when you're trying to be healthy. How much of overindulging does it take to begin putting weight on? So if you behave yourself, in quotes, for those five days, and then you go absolutely wacko on the weekend uh, where you pick that one day and there isn't anything that you see that you don't eat, how much of an impact does that have on your overall weight gain or loss? So I don't think one day will contribute to weight loss because it's just that one day you're picking. Um, you know, losing weight is all about calorie deficit. So if you Monday through Friday are eating in moderation, I don't completely believe in calorie counting, but if we're going to talk about weight loss, calorie deficits, the huge part, then that one day that you're overindulging sh- should not counteract those five days or six days that you have been eating less calorie, high calorie foods. So the other thing is that exercising also makes a difference. Like, you know, if you're going to do the 80, 20 rule, that doesn't mean that you're giving up 20% of your exercising on the days that you're Right. Is your cheat day. Mm-hmm. You still need to maintain your exercise and that should decrease the amount of guilt that somebody has for having that one indulgent day. Yes, I agree. Now, for those who live in Texas or Montana, when you talked about protein, I, I noticed, uh, Dr. Mateen, you did not mention beef on that plate. Beef is a more fattier cut of meat. And so that's why I usually don't put it in my protein list because beef beef has higher fat content and higher fat can lead to, you know, increase in weight and it can lead to, you know, abnormal cholesterol and beef is really yummy. So that's why I don't usually include it in my protein list so that patients can kind of, when they think about beef, they don't think, oh, then that can be my protein of choice every single meal. And what about yes. some reality, of the other meats? You can, you, in reality, you can still eat the beef, but I just don't, I don't highlight it for that reason. All right, stay with me. We're going to come back to you in just a couple of moments here. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barry, and we're talking with uh, Dr. Parsimatine, who is at WellMed at Ingram in San Antonio, Texas. And we're talking about diet, health, nutrition, exercise. And with the holidays coming, we need to listen to what Dr. Mateen and Dr. Barry are telling us. I'm Ron Aaron. This is Docs in a Pod. 
I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today. 855-575-2188. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcast, and you can listen to us on the radio as well in a number of cities in Texas and Florida. And for those of you listening on podcast, we are so pleased to have you with us. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria, is here, and we're talking on our WellMed radio, on our Docs in a Pod hotline with Dr. Parsa Mateen, and she's at WellMed at Ingram. And Dr. Mateen, uh, let's talk about how you learn to eat healthy, because many of us growing up, depending on uh, what your family was like, I'm Jewish. I grew up in a family where meat and potatoes was on every dinner table every night of the week. And for others, uh, if you haven't had three or four tacos every day, uh, whatever it may be, uh, refried beans, you name it. And in other groups, I'm sure there are foods that would not be high on that list of best to eat. So how do you retrain yourself? Now, we live in this age where there's like a lot of recipes that are uploaded, YouTube videos, social media. And there's a lot of people who post healthy recipes, which are actually really tasty. I think people, when they think of healthy food, they just think of salad, which is not always appetizing for everyone or they think you know they just they think of bland food or they just think of food that's not tasty but that's not the truth like health food can still be yummy and I think if we look out look at those recipes and actually try them people might be more willing to eat healthier because they realize like oh this is still delicious and healthy and nourishing. And this is a lifestyle I can keep up with. So I like tell my patients that patients who are tech savvy or they have family members that are tech savvy, I'm just like, you know, go on YouTube. And if you search like easy, healthy dinner recipes, you will find so many links that you can look at with so many cuisines that meet your, you know, whatever cuisine you like based on your culture. And if you look at that, I think that's when the relationship of food changes. Now, some people complain that it is more expensive to eat healthy, that fresh fruits and vegetables cost more uh, than driving through a fast food drive-through lane. And you're shaking your head yes. Uh, Folks listening to us on podcast or radio don't see us, but we see each other via Zoom. And you're agreeing with me here, doctor. I can't deny that eating healthier can be more expensive. But then I ask patients, but you are investing in your health, right? Um, Those medications that sometimes that we prescribe can be costly. The visits to the hospital because your health is not controlled is costly. Going to multiple specialists is costly. So that's why I say it's investment in your health. You are spending money to stay healthy and not have to spend extra costs on specialists and medications and extra tests. And so that's how I put it. 
in our house, we invested, which wasn't very expensive, in an air fryer, which uh, I have fallen in love with. Use an air fryer all the time. You do yeah, too. I, love, I do, and I love it. Um, I make my own French fries with basically no oil, and I don't feel guilty about it because at least I'm trying, right? Something, it's small things. I also say, like, you know, I give them back to just like how to eat in moderation. Um, the first thing I usually say is like, look at your ingredients, like condiments, look at things that you can slowly take out and not buy. So ketchup, you look at it and see, are there added sugars? There are other ketchup brands that don't have these ingredients that you've never heard of. So start slow, stop buying the stacks, you know, look at your ingredients. And then I think when you slowly make changes, you can make more changes. Then, you know, maybe cut out bread a little bit more. So it's a slow process. Carbs are uh, not our friend. You well, need some fr- carbs. You need some carbs. They can still be your friend, but you know, there are better carbs than others. But you know, that's not the first thing I'll tell patients or anyone to stop because again, it's food is a relationship and you've had this relationship with food for a really long time. You can't just go cold turkey day one. Well, I loved when we began talking with you because your eyes literally lit up as you talked about your relationship with food. Yeah, like I said, I, I like I grew up, my mom is constantly hosting, my grandma's always hosting, like food is our love language and still mine. So I that's why I love this topic because I understand about overindulging. I understand feeling guilty. I understand people have goals. But if you change the way you look at food, you change the way you look at your health, a lot of it's mindset first, then action. But Ron, and as, go ahead, doctor. Um, what you were saying is that, you know, you, depending on how you grew up in your family, mm-hmm. to what Dr. Mateen was saying, my mother's love language is food. She is not happy unless you've had three helpings of whatever she's serving for the day because she takes it as a personal insult. Oh, you didn't like my cooking today. Yes. No, mom, I'm full. I can't eat anymore. <laughs> but then she'll be the first one to say, oh, I see you put on some weight. Okay, well, then stop feeding me. I don't That's know. funny. It's the same thing in my family, too. Yeah, I think that's universal. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, uh, I have a friend uh, who both of you may know, Dr. Robin Eikoff, who we've done a lot of radio with as well. And Dr. Eikoff, when she goes out to dinner and she does a lot of business dinners, she, whatever she orders, she at the same time will say, and bring me a take-home box. She'll cut whatever's on her plate in half, put it in the box, and and then eat what's left on the plate. And then she's got another meal that she is able to bring home. That's not a bad idea. No, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, I feel like I took this, I had a lecture during residency regarding relationship with food. And I guess if we want to go back to before you grab that next piece of pie, the second slice of pie, I would say if you're full or, you know, satisfied, wait like 10, 15 minutes because your brain processes full later, like 10, 15 minutes later. Wait 15 minutes and see if you really want that second piece of pie. And most of the time, you're not going to reach for it because now your brain has signaled, oh, yes, you are full. You are satisfied. But if you continue to eat 
pass that brain signal uh, over time, uh, you no longer recognize it. You don't. It's hard because you don't have that habit to wait 15, 10 minutes. You're just like, no, I'm not full. And you keep eating. You don't get allow your body to take a moment and, you know, process everything you just ate. You know, there's a movement to drink a full glass of water before you sit down to a meal so that you can feel full a little bit sooner. And then that's that buffer period that you get. Yeah. Do you recommend that? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're getting your water intake in that way Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) So absolutely. Yeah. And when it comes to the holiday period for people who are going to parties and receptions, whether it's a neighborhood gathering, a potluck dinner, uh, that buffet setting uh, always is a challenge for where you stop. Uh, you talked earlier, uh, Dr. Mateen, about uh, dividing up the plate and what should be there. But at a buffet, you go back and back and back if you want to, mm-hmm. and you end up losing all sense of really uh, eating uh, what you ought to be eating as far as not overindulging. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's 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 hard to have self-control during a buffet setting. But again, I think if you pause the 10, 15 minutes, you may not go back for that second plate a lot. You know, usually the first time you go for a buffet plate, you try to put as much stuff as you want. <laughs> so yeah. I think, right, you don't, you're, you're usually not like, oh, I mean, you're, you're packing as much as you want on the plate. So I think after 10, 15 minutes, your body is probably going to signal you're full. How many times have you said, these plates are too small, I can't get enough on here. I mean, that has been, that has, especially if you have to pay per plate, I completely understand packing the entire plate. I I feel that very deeply. Well, let's talk a little more about exercise. As Dr. Baria pointed out, uh, you think of health, nutrition, and exercise needs to go into that same sentence. What do you recommend, Dr. Mateen, to your patients uh, in, in order to get them up and moving? I like to say, pick an exercise you love. If you hate running, then don't force yourself to run. You're never going to do it. And I am saying that from personal experience. I don't like running. So I don't choose that to be my form of exercise because you're just not going to feel motivated. Anything, dance, walking outside, um, riding your bike, swimming, indoor swimming, a sport, something you love. I Sometimes I tell my patients, you and your husband, just go on an evening walk together, romantic evening, little high walking pace, walk to something, make it a family project, but pick something you love so you know you will stick to it. And then how many minutes a week are you recommending? I usually have 30 minutes for five times a week. So 30 minutes, five times a week. So about 100, so that's 150 minutes a week. Right. And can you break it down? Uh, That 30 minutes could be 10 here, 10 here, 10 here in a given day. Yeah, it can be. As long as basically you're going, if you're, if I'm going to say walking, then you should be walking at a pace where you and I cannot have a conversation because you're still, you know, getting that blood pumping, getting your heart, you know, racing a little bit. But if 10 minute, 10 minute breaks is a way you can get that 30 minutes in, then by all means do it. I love reading articles that often uh, you find in the New York Times. New research shows two minutes a day of heavy exercise is all you need. 
If that were only the case, I know. we'd all be we'd all be fit. Well, before we run out of time, uh, Dr. Mateen, let's come back to the beginning and talk about how we learn to eat well and to eat healthy, because it isn't something for many of us that we learn growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's you have to kind of you're relearning how to eat. You know, what you learn as a child is not going to be the same as an adult. So you really have to, you know, take the advice from your physician. Also educate yourself. There are so many resources out there that you can look at, you can look into and see which lifestyle choice is suitable for you. But the main thing is what lifestyle choice is sustainable. Because like weight loss, usually studies have shown... Like the faster you lose the weight, the faster you're going to gain the weight. So I always tell my patients, like, don't think you're going to lose the weight in a month. Like it takes time, but slow and steady means you're going to actually keep that weight off. And remember the tortoise won the race, not the rabbits. So stay with us. We really, really appreciate you coming on and we are flat out of time. Thank you very much, Dr. Parsa Mateen at the Wilmot at Ingram Clinic. And thank you, Dr. Audrey Bari, our co-host. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you all for joining us on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. And associate producer is Isaac Wilker. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Audrey Baria and Ron Aaron.